Twins offense scores 10 tonight in game two of this four-game series with the Royals. And guess what? They almost needed all 10. So much to break down on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, May 27th. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, I'm Nash Walker. been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is season four at Twins Daily. This is season three as host of the pod. And I'm coming to you after a Twins winner. I was at Target Field tonight. Good environment. Offense was awesome. Pitching staff, maybe not as much. But the Twins come out with a 10-7 win. I think this game could have gone either way. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially in the middle innings there. It was 4-4. The Royals had come back. The Twins had led 4-0 in this game. It was the same script we've seen basically all of the last week from the Twins, which is get an early lead, <clears throat> and then at one point or another, early or late, give up that lead. And Bailey Ober just wasn't right tonight. And I thought it was a bold but correct decision to pull Bailey Ober after three innings because they were hitting the ball hard. Even the foul balls were whistling up, I was, we were sitting on the first baseline tonight, whistling up the first baseline. Hard hit balls. He just didn't have it. The command wasn't there. Baldelli pulls him after three. And what that does is the bullpen usage is as gross as we've seen it all year. When you look at this bullpen chart, only two relievers in the Twins bullpen were not used tonight. Griffin Jacks, Tyler Duffy. This would have been a painful loss because the Twins would have lost three in a row. They would have lost the first two games of this series. The best they could have done is a split, and they would have used a ton of their relievers. Yenier Cano was not good. He gets optioned. I like Yenier Cano's stuff. The command, the control, he needs to improve. He needs to improve if he wants a big league career. Sinker command. I think some of his usage decisions are questionable when he's pitching. He'll go with a pitch, and I wonder why he picked said pitch, like a changeup on 3-0. and Some things he does, I, I don't know. I, Jeffers called it behind the dish, or Yenier sh shook it off. I don't know what happened there. He's going to go back to AAA with a 12 ERA in the majors, and the Twins are going to call someone up on Saturday, and I expect that pitcher to be Cole Sands. I think Sands is going to come up because they need some length. And to, to add insult to injury for what would have been, would have been a very painful night, Chris Archer starting Saturday, he's gone only four innings all year. So you need length in Saturday's game, and they're going to look to St. Paul for that length. But this was, they were all in on tonight's game. Like, they were not going to mess around and lose tonight's game. They did everything they could to try to win this game from a bullpen management standpoint and the offense scoring 10 runs. I mean, that's an exceptional showing. I sat last night and talked about a response for this offense. How are you going to respond after a difficult week? I, I mean, not a losing week by any means. A good week, we'll see if it ends up being a losing week. A good week, they beat Detroit two out of three, and you know, game one of the Kansas City series was ugly. The week was not good offensively, and I was hoping for this type of response from the offense. I said last night, a couple keys for this offense, as they always are, getting hits with runners in scoring position. They did that tonight. 
hitting home runs. They did that tonight. Jorge Polanco, Carlos Correa. I think at the end of this season, <clears throat> there are some great up-the-middle duos in Major League Baseball. Second baseman, shortstop. Correa is a 25-30 home run bat. Jorge Polanco hit 33 home runs last year. I think these two are going to end up at the conclusion of the season as one of the best middle infield duos in baseball, offensively, defensively, value-wise. I think these two together are really special in a lineup because Correa is that right-handed bat. Polanco is the switch hitter who crushes from the left side. His power comes from the left side, but can hit both you know, righties and lefties. Has done it now for a couple of years when his splits were more stark in 2019 and, and before that. These two are special, and Byron Buxton special. And you know who else is special? Luis Arise. This top four, Buxton didn't play tonight. This top four, we'll talk about the Twins without Byron Buxton as well, uh, their record this year. It might surprise you. This top four, is a, it's a special top four. It, it certainly is. I mean, I think it's very dynamic what they bring. Buxton with his monstrous power, a little streakier than the other three. Luis Arise is almost the opposite of Byron Buxton. He's a left-handed Slap hitter all over the field will draw a ton of walks. He's he's basically the anti-Buxton. And he's in the top four. Jorge Polanco, who is a mix of Byron Buxton and Luis Arise, is right in there. It is a switch hitter, which makes him dynamic. And then Carlos Correa, who's one of the best right-handed hitters in baseball. What a top four. I mean, that gives you the chills thinking about that top four. And I still think the Twins could add to the heart of their order. And at the deadline, I think they could do that with a Josh Bell or a J.D. Martinez if the Red Sox continue to kind of fall back in the standings. They were hot, and then they lost a bad game to the Orioles Friday. I think the lineup can stand to get better, but certainly this is a special top four. And Buxton didn't even play tonight, and he's been in a huge slump. But even when Buxton doesn't play or even when Curry doesn't play, the other three just find a way to pick up their slack, pick up the slack. And I, I want to talk about Luis Arise again tonight. Let's look at some numbers, live updated numbers after a, a truly terrific night at the plate again for Luis Arise. Did strike out with the bases loaded early, but made up for it with a, a bases, you know, RBI single and walked and just is Luis Arise. He, he's he's so fun to watch and he's just a, a joy on a daily basis. Let's talk about him. After this word from Built Bar, we've been asking and Built delivers. Built granola bars are here. Built granola bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three flavors? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the bars and the puffs. Built granola bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. <clears throat> but just like bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein. Built granola bars, they're delicious, they're healthy, with 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. Built granola bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch, take on the road, or eat as a snack. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. Again, built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> Luis Arise, as I sit here tonight, leads Major League Baseball with a 450 on base percentage 
and he is fourth in Major League Baseball in batting average. He now qualifies for both with a 349 batting average. He's fourth in a 450 on base percentage. Luis Arise has reached in 45% of his plate appearances this year. That's like Barry Bonds on base percentage. That That's ridiculous to reach in 45% of your plate appearances. You're on every two at-bats, basically. You're at least on. You know, you have a 45% chance of, of being on in one of your two at-bats in a game is how I read that. That is, that's exceptional. I mean, Luis Arise is the spark plug. And we've said that literally from the moment he came up in May of 2019, he's been that guy. Has not faltered. He's had his stretches of injury and ineffectiveness and defensive woes. But you know what you're going to get from him. And he's going to be a tough at bat. Even when he's not lacing those hits everywhere, he's going to draw some walks. I'm so sorry. I can't. I'm trying to get that out. He's going to draw some walks. Luis Arise has been exceptional for this team this year. Whether it's in the leadoff hole, in the two hole, in the three hole, his hit lower in the order in some of these games. He's been awesome for them, and he's so so fun to watch. With Polanco and Correa tonight coming together as a group of three without Byron Buxton and getting it done. And that's that's another trend so far. You will not be surprised to hear. Maybe you'd be surprised to hear because Buxton has struggled as of late. The Twins are 21-10 and 10 in games Byron Buxton has started this year, and they are 7-8. and eight when he does not start that includes the win without him Friday night so 21 and 10 with Buxton in the game seven and eight without Buxton you kind of see some flaws in this type of approach because Buxton hasn't done a whole lot to help the twins offensively especially in the last week plus and they're still winning a lot of those games so that counts toward the record and that looks good for him and then he has had games where he comes through big like the Mariners loss uh, in the second game of the season when he hit that huge home run off Andres Munoz and the Twins lost the game anyway. So that goes on his record as well that he started that game and they lost. But th- that is still incredible to me. And winning without Byron Buxton is a, a key storyline. It has to be every year for the Twins. Yes, it's about Byron Buxton, how amazing he is and what he's going to do when he's on the field. But it's equally as much about how do you look when Buxton can't be on the field or when Buxton is not producing on the field, which is something we haven't seen a whole lot you know, since 2018, basically, from Buxton? How do you, as a team, perform in those situations? It's great to see them score 10 runs tonight without Byron Buxton. That's just, it's a breath of fresh air to think that this offense and this group doesn't have to rely on Buxton. I want Byron Buxton obviously such an important part of the twins like he's their guy he's their leader he's their heart and soul i'll continue to say it this team's not going anywhere in the playoffs without byron buxton in the regular season i want this team to almost have byron buxton as somewhat of a bonus like be more of a bonus than he is someone you rely on like if buxton's hitting that takes this this group to a whole nother level but if buxton's hurt or Buxton's not producing, it's still a solid group that can hit to all fields, that's going to drive in runs, that you know finds a way to score. That's my hope for this Twins offense. That's what I want them to be. I don't want them to be, they can't score when Buxton doesn't play or when Buxton's not playing well. They can't score. They can't win. Because that's not sustainable. Knowing Byron Buxton's injury history, knowing that you can't rely on him to be on the field, 
it has to be a team that can win without him. When I say in the playoffs, I think he brings your ceiling so much higher. And I think he is a key for the postseason. And they clearly view it that way as well because they're trying to keep him healthy throughout the entire year. I think, you know, there are two main goals, as has been said. Let's win the division. Let's keep Byron Buxton healthy into October and give ourselves the best chance to end this streak and to make a run in the playoffs. After this word from Bet Online, let's talk about the Royals. Bobby Wood Jr., man, he looks tough. And then the American League and the Twins now having a five-game lead on the White Sox in the American League Central. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Again, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments at betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's a great platform. It's easy to use, and they're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Go to betonline.net. This is the Bobby Wade Jr. game. If the Royals would have won this game, and I feel bad, you know, for Bobby Wood Jr. because this Royals team looks like it's not good at all right now. And honestly, pitching-wise, doesn't look like it's going anywhere soon on the pitching side. But in the lineup, Bobby Wood Jr. had an incredible night. Stole a base, tripled, homered, singled. It was a double short of the cycle. This dude is is extremely talented, made a play, almost made a play. Kepler was safe. The Twins challenged. They called him out at first. Incredible play in the shift, diving to his right, towards second base, diving stop, almost throw out Kepler. It was like a half, half glove from being an out. Incredible. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be a problem for the Twins. This dude, he looks really special. And touted as the top prospect in baseball. I think what you're going to see in the second half is these top prospects, Spencer Torkelson, Bobby Wood Jr. You're seeing Julio Rodriguez start to hit. They're going to get settled then. Their talent's going to shine through, and they're going to be difficult for teams in the second half when, for much of the first half, these guys were easy outs in a lot of these games. Easy outs. Bobby Wood Jr., in the first couple series, really easy to get out. Now he comes up and like, "Uh uh-oh. Bobby Wood Jr. is coming up. I think the same is going to be true for Spencer Torkelson in Detroit. So that matters for the remaining schedule. When the Twins get out of this thing, they're going to have less games against Detroit and Kansas City than the White Sox will because they haven't played those teams very much at all, the White Sox. The White Sox have the easiest remaining schedule in baseball. And, you know, it's going to come down to what team in the Central can go 500 or so against good teams and beat the bad bad teams better. That's going to be the difference. Who beats the bad teams better? Because you play so many games against the Guardians and the Royals and the Tigers. I don't think the Guardians are bad, but they're not good. You play so many of those games in the American League. You play the, the Athletics, the Orioles. You get so many cakewalk games on this schedule, or at least games you should win. Baseball, you never know. You know, Crazy things happen. Bad teams beat good teams all the time in baseball. But series you should win throughout the year, you play so many of them in the American League Central that the difference often ends up being how do you play 
the teams that are worse than you? Do you beat the teams that are worse than you? Because the sample for teams that are better than you just don't tank against the teams that are better than you. Like, don't go 10 and 30 against winning teams, right? Because you're going to have so many games against losing teams. You have to tread water against winning teams, and you have to crush the bad teams. That's the key. That's always been the key in the AL Central. That's been the difference maker for every team in this division, every division winner. That's that's the difference, at least in this period of time. In the playoffs, they're often exposed because the Central's so weak. Maybe this year it'll be different. The Twins will make some moves at the deadline. I think right now they'd be an iffy squad going into the playoffs with their bullpen and with, you know, I think improvements to be made at the front line of the rotation and in the lineup. I think they need to get better and hopefully have some guys from within come up like Trevor Larnick, who had another nice game tonight, and produce. I I think that this is going to come down to records against the Royals, Tigers, and Guardians between the White Sox and Twins and how they play each other. I mean, that's that's obviously important, the 19 games against each other. Twins are off to a great start in that regard. They're 3-0 and against the White Sox. What ends up happening when it's clearly two teams at the top and they play 19 games against each other, it's like 11-8, 10-9. It's super close. And the Guardians and Twins, I think the Guardians edged the Twins 11-8 in 2019. Twins ended up winning the division by seven or eight games by the end so that's important to beat the Royals and and winning this series this weekend I think it's critical the Twins found a way to win tonight and get some extra insurance runs late even though they gave up seven because the bullpen was taxed because you use Juan Duran because you know Byron Buxton was out today was big to win this game I think and I'm glad they did I'm glad that they turned it around offensively I said last night I didn't want to be sitting here Asking if the Twins are for real because they didn't have a response. They did have a response tonight. It was great to see. Brady Singer going to take on Chris Archer Saturday. If the Twins can win that one, I like their chances because then they have Sonny Gray going on Sunday against Zach Greinke. But the Royals fight, man. You see how the Royals fight, and they're not going to give it to you easy. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today, and I'll make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins.